You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to your Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there wherever you might be. Coming to you live once again from Las Vegas. I am in my hotel room breaking things down, but covering a lot going on here, but still plenty to talk about when it comes to the BYU football program. An interesting article pointing out maybe the uptick in BYU football recruiting with the number of four and five star talents BYU is chasing in the 2023 class. We'll delve into that. We'll also get to some of the observations I have heard about from BYU football practice during spring ball from one of our practice insiders. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show as well as catching you up on the other news involved in BYU athletics. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline has covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's BetOnline.net where the game starts. All right, without further ado though, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 10th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. All right, I am live in Las Vegas, still covering conference tournaments, but I am continuing to track everything going on in BYU sports. And I had a great conversation with one of our practice insiders. Uh, I have people that are at BYU football practices. The media were there for about 10 to 15 minutes on given days, but I've got people that are on the inside that feed me information from BYU football practice and had a great conversation with one of them yesterday. And I feel like BYU is trending the right way, just kind of the overall gist of what I took away from our conversation. What I mean by that is right now, BYU's offense looks just absolutely stellar. And that's nothing surprising. I think we all expected that. I've been talking about this. My my media observation periods that I've been to so far, the BYU offense looks polished. It looks clean. It looks smooth. It looks like it's just running on... Uh, what premium gasoline we all know how expensive that is right now gasoline overall but it just seems like they are absolutely lights out on offense and that's a very welcome thing for BYU I think that we all expect the offense will lead the way for the Cougars this fall and a very powerful offense should be the result of this now obviously that begs the question well how is the defense doing Jig because you all know the defense struggled last year the biggest thing based on what I have heard and what I've observed is that the BYU defense that's out there right now, the players that are participating in spring ball, they're holding their own as best they possibly can, but they are going up against an absolutely elite offense. More of the guys who are sitting out in spring ball are not getting as many reps, have injuries, off-season surgeries, that type of stuff, the stuff that's precluding them from participating. The vast majority of those guys are actually on the defensive side of the football. Think of Peyton Wilgar, think of Keenan Peely, guys like Atunaisa Mahe also are still healing up from off-season dings and dents and obviously the uh, end result of last season. You had the season-ending injuries for Keenan Peely as well as Wilgar. So, 
it's not surprising that BYU's offense, by and large, is boat racing the BYU defense. I think the bigger storyline right now is how much progression will we see from this BYU defense in spring ball. We talked yesterday on the podcast about a guy like Spencer Fano, excuse me, not Spencer Fano, uh, Logan Fano. Spencer Fano is his brother. We're actually going to talk about Spencer Fano as well as some of the other elite recruits that BYU is chasing here in just a moment. But guys like Logan Fano are being given a lot of reps in this spring period, and it's actually going to, I think, pay dividends for them down the road, if not this upcoming season, because this is the time for these guys to get looks. BYU has a lot of veteran players. You think about on the offense, you've got Jaron Hall, you got Gunnar Romney, Puka Nakua. On the defense, you've got guys like Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely. All along that defensive line, guys like Gabe Summers, Atunai Samahe, Caden Hawes, they all have a lot of reps under their belt. Springtime is the time for coaches to really evaluate the guys who are just behind them, could potentially be the twos or the threes this coming fall, and see what they have in these, in these young men. That is what BYU whole method of how they've gone about spring practice to this point sure seems like it's been. A couple of the standouts I am hearing through the second week of fall camp, uh, not fall camp, spring camp, I apologize, include uh, Fano. I, I heard yet again yesterday that Fano is really showing well and could make a push for playing time this fall. Uh, I don't know if it's a thing, as I said yesterday, that he'll be a starter, but he's going to be a guy who's going to be on the field for BYU. Other guys who are standing out, I'm hearing good things about Kingsley Suamataia. He has been working almost exclusively on the right side of BYU's offensive line, Mostly at right tackle. I've observed that myself, just seeing him work out with the BYU offense. And he's done a lot of reps with the first team. Kingsley is a supremely talented athlete. I mean this sincerely. He's a five-star talent in every sense of the word. Size, skill, agility, all the different combinations you want in an offensive lineman. Kingsley has it in spades. The biggest thing for him this spring is for him to get on the same page with the rest of BYU's offensive line. That is a veteran group, a group that's been together for a very long time, have played a lot of games together, and just have a lot of the reps having worked with one another. You have to get in sync with that. We've observed during the media portion of practice that when Kingsley Kingsley Suamataia is in there with the first string offensive line. The interesting part is a guy like Harris Lachance and or Campbell Barrington, both guys who saw a lot of reps at right tackle last year, well, they've actually moved down to playing right guard. I've also seen Braden Keim at one point during the media observation. He also was lined up at right guard. I think the biggest thing for BYU is, is they're trying to evaluate where a guy like Kingsley is and make sure they find the right spot for him and the right combination of guys alongside him to give him the best chance to succeed. I think this offensive line for BYU has got all kinds of talent on it. I think it is going to be one of the best units, if not the best unit for BYU in terms of overall skill, talent, and ability this coming fall. And they're going to lead the way for this BYU team. I think they're going to set the tone of how BYU operates. They're going to open up, I think, really big holes. And that's one other observation. Christopher Brooks continues to be seemingly the number one running back. I have heard nothing that dissuades me from thinking that he will not be the day one starter or at least at this juncture. And let's also be very clear, we're barely two weeks into spring ball. So there's still a long way to go, but Christopher Brooks, the Cal transfer, he is absolutely shined so far in his role. You're probably wondering, well, who else is going alongside him at running back, Jake? Well, two names popped out. Lopini Katoa, that's not all that surprising. He has been a very, very capable back, 
kind of playing that Robin to a Batman role so long he's been as he's been at BYU. The other name that's emerging once again, and it's good to hear this name once again, is Miles Davis. What I have observed from Miles Davis with my own eyes and also what I'm hearing is he is back to being what he was in the offseason last year. BYU thought that he had a chance to really push to be the backup or at least in the rotation at running back last year before a broken foot ended his season. He broke that foot in the fall camp and he spent almost the entirety of the season rehabbing it. He was available to practice late in the season for the final few weeks, but at that point, what's the difference between saying, get out there and let's see what you got, versus making sure he's fully healthy for 2022, and that's what BYU's coaches opted for. But what I have heard about him and what I have seen with my own eyes is he is a smooth operator, folks. He just glides. And I know that's a really weird term, but you've probably seen athletes who just look smooth when they run. That's Miles Davis. He's six foot two, 200 pounds, and he's just got a very smooth running style. And it's fun to watch him when he's operating within BYU's offense. So I'm not all that concerned about BYU's running backs right now. I'll be, I'll be very honest about that. I think they're going to be okay. Now, the other thing, flipping over to the other side of the ball for one more moment here. On the defense, a lot of people are wondering where Chaz Ayu is going to play, and yours truly is included in that. We have not heard any clarification on that. I would expect that he will be slotted in to kind of play a hybrid role. The interesting comment this week was that, uh, I think it was Elisa Tuiaki said that BYU could play with two or three safeties. I take that as meaning that they will try and find the right spot for Chaz Ayu, and if it's playing a hybrid safety spot, they'll put him on the field in that spot, and that's why they'll have the three safeties. The other two players right now that have been running with the ones at safety are Malik Moore, and he had a really, really good year last year, so that is not a surprise at all. But the name that continues to I hear about and also have seen out there on the field at safety for BYU is Micah Harper. Of course, a standout at cornerback during his freshman season before he tore that ACL that cost him all of last year. He is doing really, really well at safety. And I think there's probably some cross-training involved in that because he's proven he can play the cornerback position. But I think similar to BYU's offensive line, the defensive staff is just trying to find the right combination of guys on the back end of their defense to give them the best versatility, but also the best talent and the best production they can possibly put out there. So I am hearing good things about spring ball but the biggest thing is to take away from spring ball let me be very clear about this as well is that a lot of the storylines in spring are not things that necessarily will carry over in large doses to the fall there's a lot of development going on a lot of guys trying new positions seeing how they work they either sink or swim at that position and they could potentially revert back to a previous position they have played or they could stay at their new home that is what spring ball is all about but the early returns from spring ball based on the conversations i've had with folks and also what I have seen with my own eyes. I'm intrigued. I have got a bullish feeling about this team. I've had that same feeling, though, uh, throughout the offseason, and it's done nothing based on what I've heard and what I've seen to change my opinion of this BYU team. Does that mean they're going to go out and win 10 games again? I have a hard time predicting that, but we'll try and do more predictions as we get a little closer to the season. But the early returns out of spring ball are very, very positive for the BYU football program. All right, coming up here in just a moment, what is the future for BYU and what is their success in the past couple of years meant for them on the recruiting trail? Well, it means they're in on more guys who have got those four or five star designations. I thought uh, Sports Illustrated, Cougs Daily, uh, Casey Lundquist over there did a really cool article I wanted to highlight and talk about there are upwards of 13 
15 four or five star talents that BYU is currently recruiting for the 2023 recruiting class. That is the most uh, talented group of guys I can remember BYU actively chasing, at least in my short time, a decade or so, of covering BYU football. We'll talk about them, some of the chances of how many of those guys BYU could land. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. I'm a huge fan of March Madness. I love filling out my brackets, but honestly, I am absolutely horrific at actually winning my brackets. Let me be very clear about that. This year, I am going to take a chance. I'm going to hedge my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest, and that's what I'm here to talk to you guys about. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you. Start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to those pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. Simply, they, excuse me, Stat Hero simply posts sets of players you for you to take a chance on with a set of players that you choose yourself. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. This sleek, simple gameplay will have you playing in just minutes, and this is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and make sure you use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's a stathero.com locked on using the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by one of our great local sponsors in Intercap Lending. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in the state of Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap Lending gets deals done, my friends. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal for them is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. I have been through the home buying process multiple times in my short life here. And I can tell you this much, it has been a process that I don't really look forward to. I don't think anybody out there really does, but Intercap Lending wants to take as much of the stress out of the process as possible. And that's what Locked On's personal loan officer, Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On podcast founder, David Locke. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast in the past couple of months, it's not a new company. Intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 44 years of experience, my friends, behind them. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. So give them a chance. Intercap is headquartered in Utah, but licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. Give Steve a call. He'd love to answer any and all questions or get you started on the process right away. Call him at his direct line, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. Once again, you can get more information at intercaplending.com or just simply give Steve Carter a call. Once again, his direct number, 385-800-8528. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown taking place on March 14th right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast feed and YouTube channel. Also be on a bevy of other Locked On podcast feeds as well. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup across the brackets, helping you guys get those filled out and obviously hoping to help you guys win a little bit as well. All right, let's talk a little more BYU football here and I have talked about this, I, I think, at some level, but I want to delve into a little bit more. I think the biggest thing for BYU right now as a football program is the success of the past two seasons, winning 21 games, double-digit win seasons each of the past two years, being ranked inside the top 20 for both of those seasons. I think it has actually been a good thing for BYU in terms of their overall cachet nationally, but more importantly, in the recruiting realm. I had some people tell me, and this is going back probably to 20. 2019, that BYU, the, the way they were recruiting at that point, is they were talking about BYU and what it had been. And what I mean by that is, you can point back to 1984 in the national championships. You can point to the late 70s, early 80s with guys like Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon, and Steve Young. You can point to the uh, Heisman Trophy year for Ty Detmer and his illustrious career in the late 80s and early 90s. You can point to 1996 for BYU as well as that 14-1 Cotton Bowl season, or even can point from 2006 to 2000. 2010, when BYU won, was it 43 games across four years? Some absolutely stellar runs. But since essentially the, I guess it was 09, since 2009, so it's been a decade at that point, think about how young a recruit at BYU, uh, that BYU was recruiting in 2019 was, even in 2009. That was 10 years ago. So any kid that was, let's say, 18 at that time, they were eight years old and some even younger than that. The biggest thing is you need to be relevant on a national stage in the lifespan of these recruits. And that's what BYU has done the past two years. They have been in the national headlines. They have been in the national conversation. And I think it's been a big key in BYU getting into more households and recruiting higher end talent. There was a really cool article done by Coogs Daily and Casey Lundquist is the proprietor over there. There's a lot of good work over there. He has a really good podcast series he's got going on. But he wrote about this. 13 four-star recruits that BYU is actively recruiting in the 2023 class. I think the biggest thing is that I have cannot remember, and I don't cover recruiting to the nuts and bolts level that a guy like Casey and or Jeff Hansen do, but I recruit I cover it pretty closely. I have a hard time remembering in one recruiting cycle, BYU being actively engaged in recruiting battles with upwards of 10 four- or five-star talents. Sure, BYU would offer that number of guys, it feels like, that had a four- or five-star designation in any given recruiting class, but the 13 players that Casey wrote about here, all 13 of them, BYU is in the mix for to some degree or another. I think some of them, BYU might be the odds-on favorite to land. Others, probably a longer shot for them to land and a player of that caliber. But I think the bigger thing, the bigger point here is, is that BYU's success in the past two years has paid dividends on the recruiting trail. Let's run down some of the names here. Spencer Fano, obviously, we talked, I mentioned his name on accent earlier. He's the younger brother of BYU defensive end slash linebacker Logan Fano. Spencer is going to be a five-star talent, it feels like, at some point here. He is a very, very talented player. He's got offers from all over the country. He plays in BYU's literal backyard, just minutes away at Timview High School. I would guess with the connection with his brother and just him being so close to home, 
I think that BYU would be the favorite for him. He's a four-star talent. Hunter Clegg is at American Fork High School. Hunter Clegg, similar to Spencer Fano, has seen his recruiting profile absolutely take off. He's gotten offers from USC, Baylor, Michigan, Oregon, Auburn, LSU, Stanford. Think of the who's who of college football right now. They're offering this kid. Does BYU get in on Hunter Clegg? I don't know, but I am interested that BYU at least is in the conversation for him. I would say that BYU, probably of those two, they get Spencer Fano and Hunter Clegg may opt for somewhere else. But the thing is, though, you're seeing BYU in the conversation. I think the most intriguing name of all the 13 here is the name of Cormani McLean. We have talked a lot about Cormani. He's a five-star talent from Florida, has connections to BYU via some uh, folks he worked with and also some family members and I guess trainers who moved to the state of Utah to work out here. I don't know that Cormani ultimately decides to pick BYU, but he consistently has mentioned BYU among his top six schools. For BYU to even be in the mix for this kid, and this kid is considered a top 30, a top 50 at the very worst talent in the entire recruiting class, never a bad thing for BYU. Another defensive back is Smith Snowden. He is also in, from Utah County. He is the son of former BYU running back Will Snowden. I think that Smith, he is a very, very talented defensive back in his own right, and he knows all about BYU. His dad actually has lived the BYU experience, so he has a firsthand knowledge from his father of going to BYU. He grew up in the area. He knows all about BYU. BYU, and he's a four-star talent. I think the bigger conversation, I'm not going to run, I'll run through all these names. Tausili Akana, who's a teammate of Smith Snowden's at, at Sky Ridge High School, he's got offers from all over. Alabama, Penn State, Miami, they've all offered this kid. He's probably the, on the opposite end of BYU getting him. Tausili seems like the longer shot for BYU to land, but they're in the mix for him. Leona LaFau, also from Kahuku High School, a very talented player. He's got Wisconsin, Texas, USC, Michigan. They're after this kid. Siali Sarah plays at Timpview high school. He's a teammate of Spencer Fano. He's a defensive back slash linebacker type. Offers, once again, Michigan, Oregon, Tennessee, USC, Stanford. I can go through this entire list. Walker Lyons, he's got connections up and down the play, up and down the board from uh, BYU, but also has uh, guys like Nick Saban showing up at Folsom High School out there in California to recruit him. He's got over 30 scholarship offers. Jackson Bowers is from Arizona. He has got offers from all over the place as well. I, I can run on this list. Isaiah Kemma, also from Texas. Jaden Rashada, the quarterback. He and his brothers visited BYU this past week. Uh, the other two names listed here, Ethan Thomason, who I actually think BYU might be the favorite for out of Colorado. And then Emmanuel Waller, who is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from Alabama, who's got a four-star grade uh, from the recruiting services. All 13 of these guys are either four or five-star talents. The two five-stars listed here are Cormani McClade and Jaden Rashada, and they're probably longer shots for BYU. But the simple fact of the matter is if BYU is in the mix for these guys, if they come away of those 13, let's say with four, five, or even six of those guys, that has made maybe BYU's best recruiting class ever. I mean that. The biggest thing about this is BYU, they're knocking on more doors and they're getting in more households than they ever have before. So I think the storyline to take away from this is having success on the field, winning football games, no matter how ugly or how pretty they might look, just the overall act of winning football games and being relevant nationally, it's very, very good for the lifeblood of a program and it's paying dividends right now for BYU on the recruiting trail. Like I said, 
Of these 13 guys, I think if you even got three of these 13 players, you've done a pretty good job because they have got the who's who of college football chasing all 13 of these guys. If you pick up five, six, if you even pick up seven of these guys, I, as a coach, if I were in their shoes, I would be absolutely ecstatic and over the moon about it. The biggest thing is for BYU to continue this recruiting, uh, I guess, wave of um, momentum they've got. They've just got to continue to win and continue to show these kids love. You cannot let up because they have these other schools who are absolutely just busting down their door every single day, texting them, sending them mail, uh, sending them DMs, sending them Instagram messages. It's a nonstop thing that BYU has to compete with. And the good news is, with the unprecedented contract that BYU gave Kalani Sitake, it has included a lot more resources for off-the-field staff, including in the recruiting department. BYU is going to be better equipped to go toe-to-toe with some of these heavy hitters who have entire recruiting departments, whose some of the some of the people in those departments, their entire job is to be on social media loving up these young men. BYU is going to finally have some of the resources to do that. And it's not going to simply be on the 10 assistant coaches under Kalani Sitake, uh, Jack DeMooney, and uh, uh, Jason Ayu. Those 12 guys, it's not going to be all on them to get the job done. There are going to be other people who are in the mix. And that is a very, very positive, positive development for BYU. And so long as the Cougars keep winning on the field... I think they're going to keep winning off the field and recruiting, and they may keep they may start winning more often if that makes sense. A lot of the kids on this list either are guys who are from BYU's backyard, are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, or they have just family connections to the BYU football program. Those are very good things, and this is a little bit of a bumper crop in that respect for BYU to have that much talent out there that they're chasing. But you've got to be able to lock down some of these guys and get their signatures on national letters of intent. I hope they're able to do it. And so long as they continue to win, I think they're going to remain in the mix for these talented players in 2023 and moving on to 2024 and beyond. It's a a self-fulfilling prophecy. Win football games, win recruiting battles. It's kind of funny how those things go hand in hand, but it's proven time and time again. When you have success on the football field, it benefits you in terms of getting more talent that hopefully begets more success on the football field. Like I said, it's self-fulfilling. It just continues to feed itself. So we'll see how it all shakes out, but I thought it was a really cool article. I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can read up on it more if you so desire. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll round out today's show with the schedule of where you can find other teams in action today, both the baseball and softball programs scheduled to play games. We'll get to where you can find them in action here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is literally just days away. We're under a week. That means you need to start thinking now, if you have not already, about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We have done our homework here on the Locked On Podcast Network and we're going to be running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard bracket format, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe, which are both really fun in their own way. They also have options to edit scoring and they have more intel to help you make your picks. All the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can also help you take some of that madness magic and play right alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. Clearly, we are believers in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There is no truer test than that. We'll be able to report back on how it goes. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool 
custom pool, excuse me, that is Pure Madness, P-U-R-E-M-A-D-N-E-S-S at checkout for that $10 off. All the rules and details will be available there at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And once again, enter for your chance to win a cash prize competing against us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We look forward to seeing and beating you out there with our friends at Run Your Pool. Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. It is that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us for all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball, my friends. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and also your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you guys. Like I said, they have everything. NFL, college football, NBA, hockey, UFC, boxing, anything and everything you could ever want. It's all available at betonline.net. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline where the game starts. Before we call it a day here on this Thursday edition of Locked On Cougars, let's catch you guys up on some of the notes real quick. Two teams in action tonight in BYU sports. Those are the softball and baseball programs. Let's start off with the softball program. They are in Tempe, Arizona. They'll be at Alberta B. Farrington Softball Stadium this evening as they take on host Arizona State. They are part of the Arizona State Grand Canyon University Invitational. They'll be taking on the Sun Devils at 6 o'clock Mountain Time this evening. There is a live stream link at BYU cougars.com if you want to watch the softball team in action. Also, the baseball team will be in action this evening. 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 5.30 Mountain Time. There'll be a live broadcast. Gregor Bell on the call on the BYU Sports Network on BYU Radio 107.9 FM if you want to listen to that. The sixth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys are going to be a very stiff test for BYU as they are playing at Globe Life Park down there in Arlington, Texas. This was, this was excuse me supposed to be a home series for BYU baseball, if you recall, but due to the the forecasted conditions in Provo. They decided to move this to the Major League Park where the Texas Rangers call home down there in Arlington. I think it's really, really cool. I saw some pictures last night of BYU working out at TCU's baseball facility ahead of this matchup. If BYU can take one or two games off Oklahoma State, that is going to legitimize even further the early season returns for this baseball program. They've been very good. Mike Littlewood's got a good squad, folks. And If you've not had a chance to watch them yet, if you happen to live in the area, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there are tickets available. Go to TexasRangers.com. You can get tickets to these games. Go out and enjoy it. Go see Globe Life Park. It should be a fun venue for BYU to compete in, and hopefully they have some success. They'll also have games tomorrow and Saturday against Oklahoma State as well. So there you go. That is everything you guys need to know here on a Thursday edition of the show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll recap some of what we learned from BYU football availability this evening. We'll also catch up on BYU basketball, kind of take like a final look going into the weekend of where BYU men's and women's basketball stands in their NCAA tournament chances. Women's team seems like they're a lock to make the NCAA tournament. Okay, I shouldn't, they seem like they're, no, they're a lock to make the tournament. Men's team, not so much. We'll take a final look ahead of the weekend of how things look for the men's team. When it comes to March Madness, we'll get to all of that ahead on tomorrow's show. So big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys to go make your second listen. Our friends over at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker are bringing the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on all the college football prospects and NFL front office news that you can handle. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So check that out, my friends. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day whenever you're here. 
hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 10th, 2022, and we will catch you guys manana.